Hey, welcome to the first episode of DQ with Damani. I'm your host, Damani Mater, and I'm happy to bring you the best news and analysis that boxing has to offer. This very first episode is special to me because it's the setup to attending uh, Wilder vs. Hellenius Live. It is my second time going to see a live match home at the Barclays Center. I'm very excited and I'm very blessed to be attending, especially as a fighter myself. I, I can't wait. I, if you know the Bronze Bomber, man, it's just, it's going to be fireworks. Absolutely fireworks. Well, we, we, we've got a lot to discuss today. I think that's pretty much an understatement right now, considering how this week has just been rolling out. Uh, Cal Sarl and Eddie Hearn, right now, this is not a good situation. Connor Ben fails a VADA drug test. We've got Caleb Plant versus Anthony Durrell preview coming up, and Wilder versus Hellenius preview up next directly after that. One of the up and comers at 147 pounds, Connor Ben, he had a legendary bout against Chris Eubank Jr., scheduled this past Saturday, but it was postponed once Wasserman Boxing, The Zone, and Matchroom Boxing all agreed to hold off. Connor Ben's initial A sample yielded a positive test result for clomiphene on September 1st, meaning Eddie had been aware of the failed test for some weeks. The substance Connor Ben took is an FDA-approved substance from female use, meaning the adverse test shows off-label use or Connor Ben did eat a food with clomiphene in it. In my opinion, giving athletes the benefit of the doubt while waiting for investigations to unfold helps the cause, but unfortunately, the way Cal and... Eddie Hearn handled this situation was not beneficial for anybody. Caleb Plant. He's just about ready to handle business this upcoming Saturday against Anthony Durrell after a knockout loss against the pound-for-pound great Canelo Alvarez. Caleb, he looks to jump back into that title picture. It's looking very tight at super middleweight right now. It's not beneficial for anybody in any situation. In that weight class, it's just a very tight division. We just had all four belts unified, and on top of that, Triple G is just a placeholder right now for Canelo. There's guys who are more deserving of that title shot, such as David Benavidez. You've got guys such as Caleb Plant who need that rematch, and right now it's just very slow. This division is incredibly slow, so... This little eliminator right here between Durrell and Caleb Plant, it's definitely going to yield some great results. We've got Anthony Durrell with some solid power. Even at this stage of his career, he's still looking very impressive. There's two pickup wins he's had as of late, so I wouldn't really count him out. There's a lot of great things coming up for Anthony Durrell, that's for sure. Win or lose, I believe Caleb Plant, he's going to walk out of this with Pretty positive looking numbers on his stock. Same thing for Anthony Durrell. Both guys are very impressive. They put on great matches regardless of who their opponent is. So I think we'll have a great show. Guaranteed. I won't even question it that we'll have a great show. I'm going to be there live. So keep your eyes open for me. A lot of people didn't give Caleb Plant credit because they thought that he was just going to be a walk in a park for Canelo. But he did give him some trouble. I believe that he tried to mimic Mayweather's style, which is, uh, besides Bevo, Canelo's only loss. And it, it backfired, mostly because he couldn't use the Philly shell as effectively as Mayweather could. Canelo was able to break him down 
pretty easily once he figured out which direction he was moving. Aside from that, Caleb Plant's jab is excellent. I think that he has one of the best jabs in the division. Maybe even out of both divisions, out of 160 and 168. Aside from Triple G, Triple G's jab, I believe, is still number one, but Caleb Plant's jab is fairly effective. I don't think anybody should be able to deny that if you just watch the footage. Caleb Plant's jab is fairly destructive. It's not just a range finder. He pokes your head straight up like you're a turtle coming out of your shell. It's ridiculous the kind of power that this man has on his jab. Main event, Saturday night. Man, this is a fight that I've been waiting for all year. We've got the return of the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, on October 15th. If you've been watching Deontay Wilder's training footage, man, you just know how dangerous this fight is looking. Robert Hellenius is coming off of a huge knockout win against Adam Kovnowski, the second in their rivalry. I, I had so many of my Polish friends DM me in just fury, just not happy with the way that that fight went. And, you know, unapologetically, I, I believe that Robert Hellenius is the better boxer out of the two of them. If Kovnowski would have went up against uh, Deontay Wilder like they were planning, it, it would have been a, a complete just gun show. Wilder would have taken him out, I believe, within the first two rounds. Either way, Robert Hellenius is coming off of that big win. At 31-3 and in the heavyweight division, he needs a convincing win. He needs this win. A lot of people aren't talking about that. Hellenius needs this win. Deontay Wilder is a huge name. He is the A-side in this situation. Robert Hellenius needs this win in order to get his name out there alongside the heavyweight greats, Anthony Joshua, Alexander Usyk, and Tyson Fury. That title picture, same thing as 168. It's tight. A lot of people are not counting these smaller fighters. Joe Joyce, same thing. It's tight. These divisions are, are ridiculously tight right now. And if you want to get your name out there, these big fights with A-side fighters like Deontay Wilder are what you need to get your name major credit so that you can get those title fights. These title fights aren't just going to spawn out of nowhere. Just because you called them out after you knocked out an Uber driver. It doesn't happen that way. This division is just too slow for fighters to continuously do this. A lot of fights are going to get holed up. And it's just not best for any promoter. Whether that's ESPN. Whether that's Showtime. Whether that's Eddie Hearns The Zone. Wasserman Boxing. None of these promoters, it's in their best interest to hold these fights up. It's just too difficult and it's too slow. Too many prospects and too little titles to go around. Man, I'm excited to be at the main event. I truly am. I haven't seen this great of a prospective fight since Rolly Romero and Tank Davis. Brooklyn boxing is at its peak right now. I believe that we've been able to consistently put on great matches. There's just been nothing but firefights over and over at the Barclays Center. We just had Danny Garcia versus Jose Benavidez. Like, <laughs> Brooklyn boxing just can't be any better right now. But if you guys are planning on being there early, I'll be sitting over in Section 9. I've pretty much got an unobstructed view. I'm sitting fairly close to the ring. So if you guys feeling a little uh, conversational, stop by. I'm willing to talk, chop it up about anything you guys are interested in regards to my career, the careers of your favorite fighters, or just about the show in general. 
At this time, I'd like to thank New Bedstuy Boxing Center for uh, hosting me and uh, all the other guys out in Brooklyn. I'm blessed and highly favored to be able to be working with you guys. Blessed to be able to have been working with Nate for the past seven years. Thank you to all of you guys over at AOA down in Texas. I had a great time working with you guys this summer, and I'm excited to see where this podcast is going. Thank you so much for tuning in, and once again, I'm excited to be able to bring you guys the best boxing and MMA have to offer. Tune in next week.